What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 23 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. What's up, Christian? I am in a very good mood. Or at least at least I was until uh, my girlfriend pissed me off. But I'm still in a very good mood. And my CFC balled out last night, so I'm happy. For sure, for sure. Davi, what is good? We are fucking back. We are. Not that we ever left. We never left, but we, we're definitely back. Um, and we are joined by our special guest, none other than Joti Salas. From, hey, yo, what up, yo? From, none other, from Los Templados, the 12. 12's in the building. <laughs> Yoti, you're the president of Templados, aren't you? Templados, yo. El Presidente. El Presidente. Oh, that's big. And Prezi for short. And Prezi for short. Prezi, yeah. So, Prezi. This, this is this is like I mean, this is NYCFC royalty, like fandom royalty in front. Like this is this is big on, on the podcast. <laughs> so, rapid fire questions. I'm not I'm not going to forget this time. We're going to go rapid. We're going to write in the rapid fire. Rapid fire questions. Favorite current favorite current NYCFC player. Maxim Chano, the oh. captain. It's a, it's a good shout, dude. He played really good last night. He too. really uh, did. Man. Yeah, he did. Like that, that like one like, like that's fifty ninth minute where he just like carries it through all those defenders and they started olaying as soon as the ball oh, started. Hitting he he did that a couple times. <laughs> he, he showed off the techers a little bit, a little bit of the dribbling prowess. And then there was, that, like there was that one. There was like two really strong tackles right in the sideline. One of them he committed to the ground and went and went and slid. And won the ball like with ease. And he, he won the ball. And then there was another one where he just Kept like, him down, like yeah. bodied the dude and just and just won the ball. Like I was I was really impressed with Snow yesterday. Snow, it, Snow played a fucking great game. Dude, the, the the whole supporter section went crazy when he he won that slide tackle yeah. like on the sideline. That was he's just he's just been awesome this year. Can't even can't even great, great captain choice and everything, and he's just showing up every game. For sure. Um. All right. Uh. So second question: favorite all time NYCFC player. Tati Castellanos. Oh. Gotta go with the ball like, guy, striker, man. It's like three straight weeks of Tati, man. Like, like he, yeah, it's something. Tati's special, man. I love. I miss Tati every single time. Like, 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 even though like we're doing like relatively well right now, especially all things considered, like considering where we thought that we might be at this point of the season, I still miss Tati. Tati was special, superstar. He was a big part. He was a big part of our offense. It's a huge part. It's not like and and, and just, I mean, all you have to do is look at the performances of Talis Magno and you know and Santi Rodriguez and everybody else around him after he left. You know, it was like, it was a hard it was a hard spell there for a bit. Oh yeah. So here's the absolutely big, here's the big question: Once the stadium gets erected, do, should they just immediately put up a Tati statue out front with him with him doing this? They they they, <laughs> they should have the statue with him and Maxi like together. It should be it should be him, Maxi, and Kayans. Yeah, it should, it should be a yeah. statue. I agree. Those two guys carried us for the six years. So we, we so we owe them so much, so much love for them. Maxi, the captain. Maxi should have been. He should have been the captain when Ring got it. Yeah. Uh, but it's all right. I, I, I thought Chanel was going to be the captain when Ring got it. Yeah, you really think so? No, I, th- I really thought I thought it was going to be Maxi. I was like, you got to give it to him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think it would have been him if he didn't leave this year. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Really quick before Joe gets to his last question, we'd mentioned this off air. Happy birthday, Yoti, as well. It's it's happy Yoti's birthday. birthday. How many years happy, young are you this year? Happy birthday, brother. <laughs> He's got a shirt on. <laughs> what happened? Oh, yeah. So we we don't record video for the pod, but we're, but if I can describe it, it's got a Corona bottle on it, and it says "Salud hoy es mi uh, yeah, cumple. Yeah, today is right. my birthday. Is it cheers? Today is my birthday. Yeah, cheers. Oh. Yeah. All right, there we go. All the tourist season, baby. Let's go. Another another great year around the sun, right? <laughs> Hey, what, a, what a birthday gift last night, man. What a birthday gift last yeah, night. Yeah, it was. Vibes last night were immaculate. Oh, my God. I'm still buzzing. My head is still buzzing from all from all, all, all we do, man. The atmosphere is just electric. Exactly. It's getting so infectious. People Especially are... starting off with that tailgate outside the stadium and, and the march into the stadium. It's just, it's... Oh, it just looks so dope. To quote, oh, to quote our former... To quote our former uh, play-by-play announcer, uh, Ian Poljoy, it is absolutely next level. It <laughs> <laughs> was good with those. So, the next rapid-fire question. Favorite NYCFC kit? My favorite kit has got to be 2015 away jersey, the black. Oh, the black. Yep. Yep. Yeah. My, yeah. My, my dad... My dad that, my dad took for took it from me, but that's my absolute favorite jersey. I let him have it, and it's still it's still my favorite. I've still, I've been trying to get a two X a two X out of it. I haven't been able to find it, so I gave him. My dad has mine. But if, that's we had, if we had a spreadsheet for every single time someone answered like their favorite NYCFC kit with the away black, like from the inaugural season, like like I, I swear to God that would be like it would be like ninety to like whatever else like other people have chosen. Is it? I think we got like, one volt kit. We even got one Gotham kit. That was nuts to me. I'm like, who <laughs> likes the Gotham kit outside of Dobby? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the Gotham kit didn't really hit. I mean, I got it and everything, but it just never really moved. It never really did anything for me. It was, uh, when, yeah. I, when I go into my closet and, I, and like, I choose a kit that I want to wear on any given day, if it's like a away day, I'm sitting at home watching I'm like, that, that kit is never the one. Like, yeah, I need to wear that one. I'm like, no, this shit's no, 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 never. <laughs> shit's never. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Gabby. I'm I'm sorry, Gabby. I, I really am. <laughs> All right, Yoti. So we're gonna give you the floor now. We, uh, uh, us as well as the, the five or ten listeners that we have to this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. We have like at least thirty. Um, uh, we we want to hear how you found this club, how you fell in love with this club. We want to hear your NYCFC origin story. All right. So uh, back when it was getting uh 2013, when they started floating the idea of an MLS team in New York. Uh, it was gonna be the Cosmos, so they started spreading. I started spreading out the flyers in the park, and I used to play soccer flushing about the idea of the stadium next to the city field. So that idea has been going on since 2013. Bloomberg actually was the one that had was gonna broker the deal, had done everything, and then it was the Blasio when he came in. He was the one that killed it. The Blasio, Silver, those two guys killed the stadium deal, and then the Blasio pretended to be a New York fan because of the sun. That's all bullshit. But yeah, but whatever. So we know it spread around New York. There's an MLS team coming to New York. Oh, that's pretty cool. Sounds cool. And then VJ was the first signing. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? It's pretty cool. We got VJ. Everybody knows VJ. And then what really what really pushed me in all this was when, we, when Lampard was announced. I'm a huge Chelsea fan. I had my I had my 2012 uh, Champions League. That's Chelsea disgusting. <laughs> And I, I went as soon as he landed. I went out there and I got that shirt signed by him. 
when he first came to New York. So I was from when he when he did that that Manchester City did that whole bullshit on me. I was like, nah, we can't. I was a little pissed. I was a little, I was a little pissed when Lampard did that. Oh uh, yeah, no, um, Lampard. The Lampard signing was, and that was the 2014. And then I started looking around the groups. I found the New York the NYCFC supporters group. From there, we started the third rail. It was like maybe like 85th member or third rail, something like that. And I bought the season ticket and everything. And I've been to all the events. Ever since that, 2014, 2015, right before the season started, the kit launch, any event that had to go, I was there with the rail. But I wanted to bring in my South American style of supporting because I'm a huge, I'm a Deportivo Cali from Colombia fan, and I'm, I'm a member of the Barra down there. And up here we have a, we have the New York the New York Legion, uh, Otas New York 07. También sos de Cali. Yeah. Yeah, my mom's from Cali. Yeah? Yeah, my family supports uh, Deportivo Cali as well. Ah, that's what's up, yeah. So I was, I was, in, the bar, I was in the bar, I'm still in the bar, those are my boys over there. And I wanted to do, I wanted to bring that. And I started floating the ideas to the third rail people, friends that I had. They were like, no, they want to go ultra, they want to go Euro style. And it's fucking Red Bull, it's the same shit as Red Bull. What the fuck are we going to do the same shit as Red Bull? And they're like, no, this is like, ah, whatever. So... Um, like when the first game came on, the inaugural game was on what March fifteenth in uh, at Yankee Stadium. It sucked. The atmosphere was horrible. It shit. I was like, I got shitted on by all my friends from all my soccer friends from around the from around the country from Colombia. Like, yo, you got you. This is this is why MLS is a joke. Look at that. It looked, it looked like a church over there. Nobody was singing. Nobody was nothing. It's like I took that person. I was like, damn. So I got mad at the real people. That's when. All of a sudden, my friend, Jorge, Jorge Bermudez, he hits me up the next day. He goes like, yo, how about we do a barra? Like, yo, I'm with it. <laughs> Just like that, he called me like, I got a couple of friends. Uh, we're going to let's do a barra. I'm like, I'm with it. And at the same time, I already have, I was already talking with some of my friends. Like, let's do a barra. And I went to front office, actually. And I went over and I'm like, yo, what do, do? What, what do I need to take for me to be an official group? They're like, you need 150 members and 100 season ticket holders. I'm like, right, I only know four people. I got this. So they were like, nah, you can't be official. You can't do nothing to be official. I'm like, so I'm like, whatever. So I, I went back to my boys, my Colombian boys. They're like, nah, it's not, it's not, they're not really fans of the team. They're not going to be in it. Jorge hits me up again. He goes like, yo, I got a couple of Ecuadorian friends. We could do this. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we got, I got to meet with them the following week. We played, I think we were in uh, Colorado, I think was it, the third game of the year that year. Yeah. And, yeah, so I met with, I met with, at that point, I met with Nelson. I met with Jorge. And bro, that's how we started uh, Templados. We just gathered like eight of us, nine of us, and we started spitballing names and ideas for for a group. We ended up with the Templados. We went on Facebook Marketing or one of those apps at the time. I forgot what was that. And we bought four drums. We started painting them, and then boom, we came out. Our first game was the Philly away that year. Then we took the drums out there, and it's been nine years. Like, well, quite a nine years now doing all this. And like I said, like I tell everybody, NYCFC started as a hobby. It was like you, it was something to do on the weekend, keep partying and drinking and meet people. And like, like I said earlier, man, as we go to the end of the world for this team now, it's a passion. It's 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 something wonderful. The friendships that you've made, the family members that you've made out here with this team, all the away trips. There's nothing beats an away day going out. You just buy, all you all you gotta know is you gotta buy your flight, 
and you're gonna run into an NYCFC supporter wherever you go. You're never by yourself. You know, so you don't even have to worry about oh I, if ten of us don't buy a ticket, we're not going. If you buy your ticket, you're gonna run into ten people. You now you got ten new friends. And it just keeps working, it keeps going like that. And as you see yesterday, yesterday City Field it was amazing. Amazing. The energy and it's like I, I got goosebumps just thinking about it again. And with the trumpets and now that we can now trumpet at City Field, trying to get more instruments, we're trying to get we're trying to do this thing, we're trying to like my friends now from from getting made fun of by my South American friends to now them being like coming to the games like you know what bringing my kids they love it they enjoy it we didn't see it back then we saw you at the job and now getting respect from a lot of from a lot of people that I know now it's been totally worth it so 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 you basically so you essentially like founded Los Templados basically yeah I'm one of the founding members and that's why um you know they all voted me as the president. They all want, like, I've been the face. I'm the one that goes to the front office, uh, the other teams. I'm always the one that I'm putting my face out there. And I like to let get everybody into the pictures, everybody come out, and I stay in the back. I just want to, I just love doing the logistics. I love doing everything that, I, that everybody needs to get done to have a good time. That, that's what I'm all about. That's, uh, it's, that's fucking awesome. Now, now, and also, like, and not only that, like, I, I think I speak for all of us here. Like, Los Templados, like, has basically, like, I mean, like you know, I, I I think like technically third rail still ha like like is the bigger of the groups. But however, like like when it comes to actual representation of the club, for, like 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 I think when people think NYCFC supporters, Los Templados is probably the first name that comes to mind nowadays. I like and for for you to like start like like start that like you know like you and your boys and your friends from from scratch and pretty much become like the life and soul of like those those bleachers. I think is is insane. Like like that that it, it's beautiful in the way. It's what football is all about. Every, yeah, every once if, in a while, for, if it wasn't for Los Templados, we wouldn't. We really wouldn't get that lot of an atmosphere at, at any of our games, to be honest. No. Yeah, that like I said, like, I got every once in a while, I'll take a step back and I just like to just take it all in and just seeing like where we started and where we at, and everybody just not not just Los Templados. We got new groups: Los Ilegales, Los Fanáticos, Los Peruchos, all the other groups, Extremo, City Boys. Everybody wants to come in. Everybody wants to. It's feeding in, and they want to. They want to do extra work to push us out. Our relationship with Thurrell is that it's the best it's ever been. Dave getting involved with Tucker and Chadiac. We're always talking us for with Elliot. He's like he's my right hand man, and we're always looking at ways to make the supporter section that better and better and better. Uh, we got a long ways to go. Even as far as we are, we're always looking to improve. We're always looking to get better. We want more people in. We want more people chanting. More people jump in, more people to buy it into what we do, and that's when that's when we get stuck because we don't know how to do it. We don't know. Sometimes we feel like if we push people, they're gonna push back and be like, nah, they're gonna go, they're gonna revert back to the like, to the old. So at the beginning, it was like, oh, you can't tell us what to do. We support the way we want to, and we don't want that. We want everybody that comes into our supporter section be like, you know what? This is what it's here. This is what it takes. This is what we gonna do. I I want to be a part of it. That's what we want. So so I have a question for you. You mentioned uh, like 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 how how like like you know there's still ways to go like, like, like as far as like you know supporter culture with New York City FC is concerned. Uh, what, what's like one like like you don't have to like give me like all the secret sauce or anything like that. But like like what's like one way like like in particular that like you would love like to like like one thing you would love to see like the supporter culture like get or start to implement like th this year in 2023. Uh, the the most important one that everybody everybody participate like. Just if we could get Yankee Stadium, 
we have four bleacher sections. If everybody comes into the bleacher section and the song is playing and everybody, because right now you go, you'll see people on 236 and maybe a part of 237 sing. We want to all of 237 singing. We want 238 singing. We want 235 singing. We want everybody that comes into the supporter section, not just to come because it's the cheapest ticket, but to actually want to be an active participant in what we're doing in there. That's that's our the, the hard question that we can't we can't crack. Once we crack that code, where everybody wants to be a part of it, that that's where we're, that they will know we made it. Do you think a stadium helps in that regard? Do you think a stadium yeah. in twenty twenty seven will help? That, the stadium's gonna definitely help because even though it's gonna be the cheapest ticket, um, it's still you got to be a member. You got to be a, a season ticket holder already for the support section. So now we're gonna be even even more crowded. It's gonna be like that where you could actually start policing yourself and be like, listen, if you're not gonna be singing. Move to the top. Do this. General admission again. So that's what I don't want to get to that point. But like that's how we do it in Cali. That's how my boys do it. If you're gonna go into the sur in any barra and you're not gonna sing, they push you out. <laughs> I, mean, I never I don't want to get to a point where I'm pushing somebody. But that's how it's done out there. And, you know, you want it. You want it to be that people that come there and there is for that reason only. No. So, yeah. so it's basically going to be like Austin FC, where it's like literally impossible to get tickets in the supporter section unless you unless you have a season ticket, right? And uh, like with uh, LAFC last year, we went to the we played that Sunday, Saturday. We went to the LAFC game, and we were able to get a ticket right next to the to the to the three two five two, and that's amazing. The way, well, in such a short time, the work that those guys do is one of the battles that I admire because they have groups from all parts of the world, different people from all parts of the world. They all buy into their idea of what they're doing, and it's it's wonderful. Just watching them in person live last year, dude. They, they, dude, they, they've done such a great job. Like literally, like the last old Trafico that they went uh, against the Galaxy, like they literally took over that whole stadium. It felt like an LAFC home game. Oh yeah, I heard that. I, 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 heard I, I can't, I can't wait till May thirteenth when we do the same thing in the Red Bull. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> that, 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 maybe then they'll stop boycotting. I mean, they've been boycotting supposedly. I don't think they'll boycott the Derby. I think it, I think it's too big of a game to boycott. But if they want to boycott, that's up to them. Yeah, they're not going to boycott. So one of that one else coming to town. One of our previous guests on the pod was uh, was Sam Perman, who's who's in Los Templados. He's one of the drummers. Yeah, he never got to tell his origin story. Poor Sam. <laughs> yeah, he never got to tell his origin. <laughs> we're we're going to get him back. We're, we're, we're going to bring him back on, and he's going to tell us like a very good. Got to bring Sam back. Yeah. yeah, dude, we we love Sam. Every single time I see Sam at the game, I always make it a point to like say hi to him. Every, like it's but he's in, he's he's lovable, you know. Like he's just like a lovable like like guy. Like 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 every single time you see him, he's like that kind of guy. Like he's it's like we, we were too we were too distracted by the U.S. game that night to yeah. kind of give him the space to to do so. So oh no, dude, I said hi to Sam last night. Oh no, we're talking about we're talking about no, no, uh, no, 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 on the his podcast. episode when we recorded his episode. Oh, we, were too, we were distracted. Yeah, by the yeah. US game. What happened? It was during the U.S. Mexico game. You guys did it? No, it was, yeah, uh, no, no, it was during the, the, the first window. U- U.S. Grenada. U.S. Grenada. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, when we sma- we smashed them seven one over there. Yeah. <laughs> so so Yoti. <laughs> so right yeah. I have to ask you. So I I was out in Portland and I and I know you. I, I mean, I, Tim Blas was out there heavy. I want to. I want to ask you what that day was like, and in, in your your experience of of just all the emotions that went through your body that day. Oh uh, man, I was. We were. We were. Uh, our Airbnb was in Beaver Town. We were in Portland. We were in the Portland area at the hotel by six thirty. I think six thirty. We got there. 
we were supposed to be there till nine o'clock. They said that the nine o'clock is when we're going to supposed to start gathering, and we'll start heading to the stadium around eleven o'clock. So uh, no, uh, was it nine thirty? Was going to the stadium. So when we got there, it was pouring. It was pouring, and we're like, "Shit, what the fuck are we gonna do? Are we gonna take a bus all the way to the stadium?" So I, so I hit up Matt, Matt Pellegrino. I was like, "Yo, Matt, what are we doing to get to the stadium?" He was like, uh, "I think we're gonna have to walk over there." I'm like, "Walk in this goddamn rain on the final?" I was like, "Bro, you walling?" He goes like. Yeah, I'm sorry. I tried to get buses, but with the rain, they weren't going to do it because then you guys are going to be wet and mess up the buses and all this shit. And I'm like, huh? I guess we're going to have to march over there. So I well, the guy. How bad was the rain that day? It was heavy rain, man. It was rain. rain. So I got the, well, the best part was it wasn't cold. That was like, it was like 40 degrees, 50 degrees. I'm like, if it would have been that cold as rain, it would have sucked even more. But we were just, everybody already had their breakfast upstairs at the, at the hotel. They had their drinks on. Farrell had drinks going on and everything. It was just, it's just everything was getting together. Everybody's coming in. And I'm there. I'm there brainstorming with a couple of people. We're like, what are we gonna do with the drums? It's about a thirty minute walk from here to Dude, the. Dude, I, I, I yeah. find it crazy that uh, MLS scheduled that game at twelve p.m. Uh, Pacific time, uh, especially for a big final like MLS Cup. Like it was tw- twelve p.m. their time is like three p.m. our time. I, I find it crazy that MLS still did that. That was horrible. That was horrible, man. So, so we're like, we're, I'm, we're I'm thinking, assuming you got up at like six a.m. that that day, right? I got, and we got to port. We, we didn't. None of us went to sleep. We got. We went out that night. Oh, wow. and, you you we, just commuted we, straight to there. We went. We went. We got. We got back to the. We got back to the Airbnb. We all changed. And our Airbnb was like eight or nine people in our Airbnb. So as, as soon as we got there, everybody was just showering, getting ready. Boom! At five thirty, we were back out. We we're back out there, back in Portland. So then, like I said, we're like, what are we going to do with the drums? It's a 30-minute walk with the drums, and it's pouring. This is going to suck. Like, we're already looking at getting an Airbnb, uh, an Uber, just for the drums, just so somebody could go in with the drums. And, you know, they, they, we don't damage them with the rain and all that. And, and we were like, you know what? Okay, let's just march. Let's just march from here to the stadium. We'll lead the march, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, so- we really didn't think, honestly, when the idea popped up, I didn't think everybody was going to walk with us. So the, the you guys the march that we the marches that we've been doing at City Field are like just like the length of a sidewalk. This was a le- I, I, I was in the march. This was a legitimate thirty minute walk through Portland in rain with a police escort singing and playing the drums and two thousand of us making this excursion this trek from our hotel. To, it felt like we were walking no. off to war. <laughs> that's what that's, that's what, that's what I get final. You bet your fucking ass Dude, it's, it's a, a war. It's it's it's, it's, it's your first final in history. Like it, it's it's gonna feel that way. Like the adrenaline's gonna take over. The, it doesn't even matter about the number. It's a cup final. You're it is war. That's what it is. We it's, it's a war. We were marching to war. That's what we were doing. No, and then like I said, when, when we saw it was a thirty minute walk, and it had all these crazy up and down hills and shit, we're like. Nah, people are gonna take the Ubers to the stadium. There's only gonna be a few of us. When I when we started and I looked around and I saw everybody that was in the hotel. Everybody that's gonna be in the supporting section behind us. We're like, yo, we're ready for this. It's like this is nothing, nothing's ever gonna beat this moment. <laughs> yeah. It was the greatest moment. At that point it was the greatest moment. And it started it started outside the hotel when when the temple when the, when the guys were starting their jumping and everyone's like slowly starting to chant and jump and, and get going and then we just freaking took off and started walking. <laughs> That's why I I, I talked I talk with Matt. I was talking with Matt and the cops, and we're like, you know, how are we going to do this? Or like, do we have to walk on the sidewalk where 
you got all you got two thousand people walking on the sidewalk, all squished in and all that. They go like, no, we're gonna do it on the street. And the guys are gonna walk down the street on that. That are like middle middle of the street. You know, yeah, it's gonna be the cop, the, the police, police are gonna block the street. As soon as you cross, wherever you guys cross, there'll be cops. We'll go up ahead and block everything. I'm like, yo, you did not just make a march for us just like that out of nothing. They're like, yeah, man, I was like, yo, I was working on it. Like, wow. That kind of it kind of reminds me of uh I think it was Moses Witten when he just like he has his staff and he just like split the river. It's like you you guys can just go ahead and walk to the other <laughs> side, like walk to the promised land. That's awesome, man. Oh man, I was like, bro, you didn't, uh, you don't even know, you don't even know, like 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 at that point, I was like back mad, wide awake. I was like, oh my god, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so it's like you, you like it's like you don't you don't even feel sleepy. You're just like the adrenaline just takes over. You're like fuck it, let's go, let's fucking go. What was your reaction when we finally got into the stadium? Like all of us got situated in our section and we look over and the, the entire Timbers army has been there for like two hours already. And they're packed from the bottom all the way up to the top. And the stadium is legitimately bouncing on their side of the, on, on their side of the stadium. Uh, hold up, one question. Did you, did you guys also see people camping outside the stadium? Or or were they all not, in there already? Not by the time we got there, right? Yeah, because there was people camping like... Like two nights before the By final the time outside we of the got stadium. There, the, the entire supporter section was already filled. <laughs> and, and and the crazy part, what I what I heard was that their tickets were a hundred dollars. Uh our tickets ended up being ten dollars and twenty dollars. Our FO was able to uh, drop down the print. They were they paid off, they subsidized. The, the FO stepped up for the final. They told them like those tickets were like a hundred and twenty dollars. And they, the team per ticket, a hundred dollars per ticket they paid, and we paid the difference. So that was huge from them too. That's that's fucking awesome, man. Ten bucks to see your team like across the country, and to, and to see them lift the cup at the end of the day, that's fucking amazing, man. The team, the team stepped up. I mean, I've had my fights with FO, but that day they stepped up huge. So let, let's fast forward. What, what, when when Collins drills the PK, what what what, what, what what's happening? What, what's happening with you? What's happening in your section? What what, what, what do you walk us through that 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 moment? Right before that, right before that, um, after after uh, right right after the Portland goal uh, penalty, and Collins is stepping up like ESPN cuts to me. <laughs> I'm all ABC. Whatever channel we were on, ABC cuts to me, and I'm there like this. And I'm and I'm and I and I and I and I and I, and I, and I, and I go down on my knees and I, and I squat and my phone gets filled with messages from everybody across New York like yo that's you you're on you're on like I didn't even I didn't well, after the game I saw the messages but before that so everybody knows that I was I'm there and I'm like this and as soon as Kyrie scored that goal like the sense of relief joy uh satisfaction so many words came come into your head and it's just like. At that moment, everything was so surreal. Everything just went quiet around me. And I just let out a big yell. And I just turned around. And so everybody, like, avalanched down to the drums. Because the drums were in the front, in the, in the, the front, top of the section. We just, like, we lost it. Shirt came off. And it's like, I'm recording. And my mom, uh, my mom saw the big of me with no shirt. And so, uh, she called that. That's the only message that I had. You're gonna get a cold. <laughs> this is what the hell you do. Oh my god! So my uh, mom, typical, typical Colombian moms, man. <laughs> but the the joy, the first person I hugged was Dave Manzion. Then I jumped and I hugged Elliot and I hugged uh, all, all the drummers with Miguel, uh, Diego. We're all there. We're drumming and we just we just hugged and we just let out like this big cry. We all like started crying, tearing. It was just amazing. Just amazing. Still can't even can't even like I'm gonna start crying right now just thinking about it. 
I wasn't in Portland that day. I was actually in Orlando, Florida. That's where I was living for that entire season. The entire season I was living in Florida. And uh, I, well, maybe we should move there on a permanent basis. Well, even clear, even even clear across the country, like like clear across the country, like as opposite Portland, Oregon, as you possibly can get. And, it, like I still like, I like I still get like, dude, I got fucking goosebumps right now just thinking about that day. Like I, I, I could have told you everything about that day, and I was like, you, yo, I didn't sleep that last night. I got two hours of sleep tops that that night before. Like like I like and and and, and my 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 girlfriend at the time was uh was you know like like she's like you're you're not like you have you slept? And I'm just like at least an hour, and she's like. She's like, are you gonna make this game? I'm like, I'm gonna make this fucking game. And yeah, no, I, I remember all I could tell you everything that happened that day, like before, during, after. Like it's like it's it's vivid. Like it, it's like it's it's almost like photographic memory from that day. It's insane and just like it, one of the best days of my life. I'm not even afraid to say it. One of the greatest days of my life. Definitely the best day as a sports fan. Uh, you know, and I've I've seen the Yankees win a World Series. I've seen, you know, like my team win a Stanley Cup. I've seen, you know, like my my I, I've seen my team win a Super Bowl, but like nothing like that. That was something else, and especially in the way that we did it, it was just it was cathartic. It was beautiful, and it's just like we're gonna be telling our grandkids about that, like well, that day. Well, that that only gets topped if your country wins the World Cup a year after. But oh, I, I, I mean, that's another hero there. Can I be honest and say that I don't even think the United States winning a World Cup would be bigger than that day for me personally? Because I, I don't even like international football like that. Club football is where I live. Club football is like the grassroots of the sport. That's my lifeblood. I watch NYCFC every single week. I haven't missed a minute of NYCFC football. And I can't even tell you the last time I, I had to miss a minute of a game. And like, like, I've missed United States national team games. I've missed those. You know, like... And as amazing as seeing the United States winning a World Cup would be, I don't think it would top in NYCFC winning even like any MLS Cup that we win from here on out. Yeah, the first one's always the best. I mean, the yeah. the unique thing is that we're all. I mean, we've all been around uh, since almost day one. Um, so we've we we have eight years invested in this club, and then for in, in year what was it year six? Um, to, year seven. Year seven to 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 finally to to win. To win it all, like it, you saw this from infancy to to that moment, like it's it's not a very it's not very commonplace in club football and world football to to see to be able to see something like that at at, at a top top division in in your in your respective country, um especially like in other in other countries, new teams don't don't just sprout up out of nowhere anymore. Like it's you don't really see expansion clubs in world football, but but because MLS is still relative to everybody else still in their infancy with only being 25 seasons 26 seasons now 27 seasons 28 seasons 28 seasons 28 um 28 seasons years old and we're on and we're only uh we're in, we're in year eight um but uh i mean it's definitely a unique experience that we got to see um our club which we've been watching since day one um win a championship and i mean for the i was in portland obviously it was in portland um it was just it was it, it really it's indescribable like there there, there aren't there, there aren't words in the english english language that can uh, coherently express what that what that meant to us as a fan base and us individually um so uh, um as, as much as we've talked about your origin story and as much as we've been had this cathartic conversation about about our experiences it is time to talk about what happened last night uh at, out in uh, out in the world's borough the 3-1 win against fc dallas in match day number nine 
Um, that is our um, that is our third second win against FC Dallas in a baseball stadium. We we tied we uh, we 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 tied them um, um, in 2021 at Red Bull Arena. Um, we beat them almost five years to the day. Um, in April of 18, we also beat them three to one, um, and then we also drew them in 2016, two to two. Um, so we kind of have FC Dallas's number um, in, 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 uh, at home, um, and that brings us to fourth place in the East, seventh place in the Shield, with a record of four wins, two losses, and three draws. Uh, how how are we feeling after this performance, and how are we feeling about where we our position? in the in the tables after after nine weeks uh, let's start with uh, with yoti watching yesterday Pereira, santi and richie linking up it was a thing of beauty man it's like it's they've been unlocked that trident up front has been unlocked with richie running the middle santi running right in front of him and gabby on the wing my man when i tell you it was a thing of beauty watching them and watching all those runs they were doing, I was just mesmerized. I was mesmerized, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it that we're if we get that legit striker, this guy is gonna this whoever's the striker gonna be that's a legit striker, it's gonna be getting the ball in front of goal so many times. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be nuts. But last night's game, beautiful. It was a beautiful game all around. All around performance. Everybody stepped up. Uh, I'm with you. I'm- yeah, I'm with the OT. That, that it probably are. I, I, I'm not even saying probably. It's definitely the best game that we've played all year for sure, 100. Uh, percent As far as conversion, as far as chances created, uh, we mentioned this off air. Uh, Dobby and I kind of got into to well, not not an argument about it, but a little disagreement. I would consider it a blowout. Uh, I mean, the scoreline suggests a closer game, but but when you actually watch that game, it was mo- it was basically an NYCFC shooting gallery. That's what it felt like at, at like one point. It felt like NYCFC like just had control of the game, just wouldn't relinquish it. Uh, FC Dallas had their opportunities for sure, but um, when it came to the volume of opportunities, NYCFC was dominating. They were constantly like moving unimpeded up the pitch. Uh, we we talked at length last week about how to get Ledesma and Santi on the pitch at the same time. And I've also, and, and you know, not to toot my own horn, I've also mentioned that I've liked what I've seen from Santi in that false 10, pseudo false 10 role, uh, uh, you know, like in, in the brief spurts that it's happened over the course of the season. It's usually happened late in games. This is the first time we've seen it for like a full or close to a full 90 minutes. And Ledesma, I mean, we saw Ledesma kick up last week. We saw him cook. Uh, he cooked again this week uh, with, with, with with a Maxi-esque performance, I'm going to say it, because he was all over the place. Uh, and Santi was look, just the runs he was making, the work rate, it was all there. Like, like it, we, we looked like a team that, that we, it, it, it was kind of like a light bulb moment. It felt like we had found our identity, you know, like, 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 cause this year I feel like we've kind of been struggling with that. And like what we want to be post Tati, post Cayenne's, you know, uh, you know, you know, post all these players that have, you know, left the fold since last season. And this is the first year where I saw, like, the possibilities of just this squad. I mean, I, I still expect us to add to it in the summer transfer window, but I think last night is a good taste of things to come as far as what happens when you optimize everything, that the, the tools that you have at your disposal and play everybody to the best strengths and 
yeah, I, I give props to Cushing for for give, for having the balls to try it, uh, and I give props to the players for executing. Uh, everybody did their job. I didn't really see too many lagging performances. Nothing really pops out at me that stuck out as bad. Um, yeah, I'm I'm buzzing. What about you, Davi? How you feeling? You're in the supporter section for the first time ever last night. So how did you feel? Fucking amazing, man! I loved it, man. I, I think yeah. I think I chose the better. The better stadium to do it to do it in for the first time as well. So uh, City Field is special, yeah, man. And the atmosphere City Field is amazing. Only negative thing is that the the like the section above it is it kind of like cuts down on the it kind of like roofing, so you can't really see the scoreboard. But uh, other than that, there's no no real negatives. It's, it's amazing. Uh, I loved it. I'll I'll, I'll definitely be back. Uh, and in the, the support section for City. What huh? about the products on the pitch? What was your opinion? Fantastic, of that? man. This is great. Should have been five one, but that's neither here or there. So uh, I can't complain. We still got the three points anyway. Joe, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it definitely was a complete performance. Um, I just, I mean, I wish that we would have, uh, we would have been a little bit more goal savvy in the first half because I think that the one thing that we did against, um, why am I? Who who did we play last game? Nashville. Nashville. The thing we did against Nashville was we scored early. Right, we, we put the game to bed early. Um, crushed their will to play. Smothered them. Didn't let them get anything until Hani Mukhtar had a moment of brilliance and, and kind of buried a goal. Um, but we, we put Nashville away early. This game was, was, a, was, a, long, was a slow burn. Um, we, we got two disallowed goals uh, from offsides positions, quote-unquote. Um, I'm sorry. We, we were discussing earlier. We, we we still don't we still don't have direct clarification as to why the Gabriel Pereira strike um, was was disallowed. Um, I've watched it back five times, no less. And yeah, no, I can't figure it out. The Matias Pellegrini goal um, was I think was rightfully disallowed, but it was that, offside. Yeah, he was he was off by like five three steps. Yeah, but it's, but it's still, but that shot though. That's it's cool. a tidy finish. Yeah, it's a tidy finish. Left footed strike near post. It was, oh, it was a tidy had that, finish. Had that been onside, that would have done wonders for his confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish we would have scored a little bit earlier, but I mean, scoring goals is never a bad thing. We, we hit we, we hit hit the back of the net three times. The first goal also came from a direct mistake from Dallas. Um, they shot themselves in the foot. Their 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 center forward. I think it was yeah, their center forward Jimenez plays a ball backwards right to Santiago Rodriguez. He takes a touch forward and drills a shot far post. I mean, I mean, it's like it, I feel like we um we got whatever Juju's going on whatever with with, with St. Louis City over there with with everyone passing the ball to Jago 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 Klaus. Just the Santi. perfect perfect toe poke pass to Santi. Everyone passing the ball to Jago Klaus over in St. Louis. We got a little bit of that Juju over here now. Maybe they're passing the ball to Santi. Perfectly weighted pass. I saw someone tweet. I forget who it was, but it's like, oh, we, we found our we found our target nine, but it just happens to be their target nine. <laughs> That's the ball to, to, to Santi. Um, Listen, Santi was amazing. Santi was but yeah, amazing. Santi was a man on a mission yesterday. I, mean, I think I think he I think he he uh, I think he saw some of the media kind of uh, stroking um, stroking Ledesma's ego a little bit last week, and he's like, wait a minute, y'all y'all fucking forget who I am? Did you you forget what I could do? I'm the clown. I'm the clown. Yeah. Listen, also, like, I don't know. You guys might disagree. 
I would go as far as to say that last night was one of the best performances I've ever seen out of Santi. Probably the best performance I've seen him in an NYCFC shirt. And we've seen oh, some great Santi performances. So close to his hat trick, man. So close to his hat trick. <laughs> yeah, very close to his hat trick. And we've seen some very good Santi performances. We knew how good he was before, you know, like like going into this year. We we but like it's not like he like like he, he had been like a mediocre player and then all of a sudden, you know, like he shows out. That like he, he shows out typically, but like last night was like he was. He, I, I felt like he, he looked like a, a guy with a like, chip on his shoulder. He really did. He's always played well. It's just that this performance stands out from the rest. Yeah. And is that, uh, what was that, that, connection, that connection with Pereira was missing. And, and that connection is, is, is Richie. Because they were playing too wide from each other before. But yesterday you have, you have Richie between them. It's able to connect all three of them, and that's that was just a missing link right there to that three. I think yeah. I think T- Talis as well was absolutely brilliant yesterday. I think I think if we get Ta- we get Talis and Gabi cooking on the on the wings like like and, and a real nine like it's for, like it's wraps Ta- of the league. Like, Talis had a really good game league. too. Yeah, correct. That Talis had a nice really nice goal too. Nice goal. Our game for for Taya. not for nothing, but Taya Taya's bald. See, yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't that impressed with Talis yesterday. I, I thought so. I mean, yeah, he scored. One... He did score. It's so, like he did score. But so I, so I watched the game back, and there was like little things that Tati was doing, like uh, Tati. Oh, to, Tati. Uh, no, back? no, 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 no. I didn't just say that. I didn't compare <laughs> the two. I mean, that's he, was... he could come back. He could yeah. come back. Yeah, I mean, he, he got a week. He, 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 was, he was suspended this week, so he t- he took a. Took a weekend off. Uh, yeah, we could come and play a couple games, with then they go back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Play for January and August, uh, July and August, and then go. Uh, but no, Talis. <laughs> uh, there was small things that he was doing that like he hadn't done before. Like there was off the ball runs that he made that opened up space for Santi to do his thing. Uh, he, he was making these like little tiny passes into the middle, like in between like players, like like these like tiny touch, like little lofted passes that like. You can't really appreciate when you're like live and stuck at an angle, but when you're watching like a, the broadcast and watching that back and like like and that's following the ball, you 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 can see like what he's doing correctly. I felt like, but like I, I felt like he had a very like like he had a an underlyingly brilliant game. It was like it was quiet for the most part outside the goal, but it was quietly brilliant. Same 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 thing could be said for Sands in this game. Sands had a very good game. You watch that game back. Sands is. Amazing. Sands is awesome. I, I I love James Sands. Everybody loves James. Tiago Martins. Yeah, Tiago. Dude. Wow. So let, let's Tiago Let's go over let's go over the starting lineup. So we have uh we have we have Barraza in net, we have Elenic at right back, uh Tiago Martins and Chanel in the middle, Kufre at left back. Um and then it's it's a midfield of James Sands, Keaton Parks, and Richie Ledesma, which kind of is free flowing, but it's more Sands playing the six, Kate Keaton playing uh, the eight, and then Richie kind of playing like an eight ten, like more of a ten, I guess, um, to kind of occupy whatever space Santi's not occupying by playing deep. They're like it's like a double ten because he's playing ten and Santi's playing false nine, which is a ten, so it's essentially like a double ten. I'm, so I'm so glad you mentioned that because last night when everybody tagged us on Twitter, it was like, "Yo, you, you, what's you going on?" Here? Bucks. So Davi agrees, and Gio and Adam also agree. They said that it wasn't a double ten. Sands was the lone six, and Keaton and Ledesma were both had equal 
um, responsibilities as, as a, like a double eight. So I think you might like, listen, I'm willing. So they, the committee has agreed. So I'm willing to give you an out here and say, let's call it five. <laughs> let's, call it let's, let's call let's call it a fiver and just call it a day from there. No, but, but but all all jokes aside, I, I like. You, you, I'm glad you pointed that out because like it definitely wasn't a four two three one a four two three one that we were playing yesterday. It definitely looked more like a like a traditional like four three three. With a single with with a single defensive pivot in Sands uh, as a fix, and then Ledesma and Keaton given free reign to basically go wherever the fuck they want last night. That's basically what it looks like last yeah, night. And then Santi dropping in deep, and then the wingers just doing what winger what wingers do. Now here's yeah, here's, a true here's that's my a, one a true problem. false nine. Here's my one problem. Here's my one problem. When you guys are watching the game, like how am I the only one that gets like way too aggravated with? like the invertedness of our wingers and like their unwillingness to do anything other than cut inside. Granted the one time, actually the two times that Gabi didn't cut inside, he almost laced two. he, he got one assist off of it. Cause he, he played the ball to Santi. Right. And then I think there was another one where, Ga Tal where Gabi. Talis. Talis. Gabi and Talis. Yeah. Yeah. Gabi and Talis. No. Yeah, Talis and Santi. Yeah. Yeah. He got two assists. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, but my, my, my problem lies with, with Gabi and Talis playing the wings. Gabi always wants to cut in and do the and do the Gabi special trademarked shot where he cuts in hard into the 18, has that left-footed shot far post, and it's, it's it gets predictable because the defenders know he doesn't want to go to his right. They know he doesn't want to go there. Although the one time he does, the one time he did go to his right, he got an, uh, an assist out of it to, to, uh, to on Santi's second goal. Um, and then Talis. Talis is the same thing. He's dribbling, and, the, and these defenders know he does not want to go left. He's going to go right because he wants. He's a righty, and he doesn't have a left foot. So I think he. I think maybe like once or twice he tried to go left, and it didn't come off. Um, but like, is, is anybody else get like aggravated with the fact that they that they're just so predictable and that they're they're always lo looking to cut in? I know what I'm going to say. I want to hear Yoti's opinion first, though. Um, uh, after seeing it's been like that since Harrison came onto the team. So if you still get aggravated by it, knowing it, man, there's no point in getting aggravated anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got aggravated by it with with, with Jesus Medina. Like he, he was he was the most infuriating. And Harrison wouldn't move until he would get the ball. There was no runs, no cuts to the middle, nothing until finally it was in 2017 was when he finally started cutting in and was getting the passes for the goals over at Red Bull Arena. The first goal he scored over there. But if you actually like uh, like me, I go I go to the academy games, and I go to the NYCSE two games, and it's the philosophy down the line. Mm -hmm. You'll go to those kids games, and you see the kids just standing on the lines. In which, by, by the way, Ma Maximo Carrizo is getting his first start with NYCFC two today. Oh, oh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, the 29th, next all uh, no, the thirtieth next Sunday. Uh, it's supposed to be a good game. Um, one of our guys is uh, DJing the game and MCing. Uh, see if we go down there on the 30th. Um, but yeah, but it's just a philosophy down from from the from the U12 all the way up to the first team where the wingers just stay out there on the line, stay stay out there. But you, it is it, it gets it gets frustrating. You you'd wish they make a cut, make a run towards the middle to free up the space for another guy coming in behind them. But they really won't move until they get the ball at their feet, and it's just like. At this point, like, there's no aggravation anymore. You just gotta, you just gotta live with it. Man. That's the city way. Yeah. So, so, so here, here, here's where I stand with it. Now, I do want to point out Santi's second goal. 
the ball across that was played across the face of goal from Gabby was done with his right foot. Yeah. Uh, he, he did use his right foot for it. I do want to say, so I understand why Joe would get frustrated if like it's a Medina that's responsible for playing an inverted role. I completely understand why you would get frustrated with that. Because, listen, was Medina probably as bad as we said he was? Probably not. And we kind of saw that under Ronnie. He kind of had like a little career resurgence under Ronnie once Ronnie took over. And uh, however, he doesn't possess a lot. He's not very silky on the ball. He's got a high work rate. He works very, very hard. He's going to defend from the front. He's going to be able to like put in a cross or two from the wings and maybe even score a goal here and there, but he's not going to, he's not going like, you're not going, he doesn't have like a, like an and one mixtape on uh, on YouTube anywhere, you know, like, 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 like he's not somebody who I expect to do like a Rabona out of nowhere or something like that, or, or like a little like McGeady spins like into space. Uh, the, the thing is last night, I thought, I think like, 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 like Yoti pointed out, this is the city way that we play. And it's one of the reasons why we like, like, like it's one of the reasons why NYCFC has never like had that one season where they fall off so greatly in quality in comparisons, like to the last season. Cause well, like, I mean, look at the LA Gallup, but we've seen teams in this league win the MLS cup and then not make the playoffs last year. The reason why that hasn't happened with this team is because almost every single manager that's been brought in out sans Jason, uh, Jason Christ, uh, for this club, all, knows the city way and has a similar philosophy with their own ideas in between, uh, which is one of the reasons why NYCFC is so consistently successful. Now you might get like frustrated at inverted wingers. The problem is when they're good, you, even if you know what they're going to do ahead of time, you can't fucking stop them. Like you can't stop GP when he wants to cook, when he, when he, when he get, sees red in his eyes, it, it, it's just, it's all over, but the crying, you basically have to hope for your goalkeeper to make a save or the ball to go over the, to, to go into Rosette. That's what you got to hope for. Like, like, like outside of that, like you really got, like it. What, and also when you have Santi playing that false nine role, because we didn't play with the true 10 last night, when you have Santi filling in that space, it'll, it gives Gabi and Talis that opportunity to make those more central runs in behind, which kind of like alleviates the need for them to cut in from a wide position, but like to begin with. So I do think like, like, so yes, while it can be frustrating, it also needs to be dynamic with with wingers that can make good runs into box, uh, into the box, and you need a dynamic uh, false nine in order to like really make it work if you want to play that kind of false nine uh, with inverted wingers in that four three three. And that's exactly what we saw last night. Santi showed probably like it was his most dynamic performance I've ever seen. I don't has he ever scored two goals in a game before? Praise? I don't think so. No, no, like 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 last night was like the first time we saw like Santi free it felt like 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 kind of like 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 he was like like he was like sent out and it's like go do what you want you don't have a role tonight your role is to connect all those pieces connect with richie connect with keaton connect with gabby connect with palace and it worked you saw everybody playing to the best of their abilities and so i is it frustrating sometimes sure when it doesn't work but the thing is if you look at the stats and you look at NYCFC's overall numbers of like over, since 2016, you can't really argue with it. It works more often than it doesn't, and 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 when everybody's clicking on all cylinders, it's impossible to stop. Like, yeah, like, I mean, like, that's, that's that's when Harrison was at his best, wasn't he? When yeah, he started yeah, putting in. Well, what is it? What is it? The most accumulative points from from a club since 2016? Like like like, like yeah, I think we've, yeah. we've had the most. We're, points we're number one. Yeah, out of any other team in MLS, like like that's that 
that says something. And we've had that similar philosophy ever since Vieira came in and implemented the city way. It's like we're not playing that way anymore. That Jason Christ four four one two one two diamond bullshit. Oh my god, it was fucking awful. Don't, 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 don't even bring that up again. This Jesus. Pivoting from from you mentioning the uh, the Antichrist name on the podcast, Jason Christ. Um, <laughs> Antichrist. <laughs> Christ. Um. So at City Field now, this brings our record at City all time across all competitions to five wins, three draws, and one loss. It's looking more and more like a, like a continuation of the fortress that is Yankee Stadium. Um, I don't care. I don't care what baseball stadium we play in. If we play on a, a field that is the dimensions that we are used to playing at. We getting points, baby. We are getting points. Okay. Just also, why we need that pitch. Also, this, this is small in the next stadium. This is unconfirmed <laughs> because I, 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 the only place I found that is on Twitter from from some random account. Um, but I can't find any confirmation off of any of the apps that list the official stuff. But the the released attendance for last night's match was twenty thousand nine hundred and twenty two, which mm. makes it the number one all time attendance at City Field. Beating the very first game yeah. played at City, I mean, um, I mean, basically which was like, previously, well, like previously twenty thousand one, just right, just over twenty twenty thousand one hundred and thirteen was the previous high. So we beat it by about eight hundred people um, at City Field last night. So it's number one, number one attended match in City Field history was last night uh, to see a three one. It, 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 it honestly, yeah, it felt like twenty thousand in the supporter section. It, it honestly, it, 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 it was all out last night. That game felt like fifty thousand. That game, felt, like, like I, I've always said it, like City Fields, like, like if you look at the attendance numbers, like we've done way better numbers at Yankee Stadium. Like, 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 like Joe pointed out, like the highest attendance that we ever had in a game was the first one that we ever played at City Field, which is twenty thousand one hundred and ten change. And but every single time we play there, like I remember, like last year's playoff game against Miami, it feels. Why? Like it was, I don't it was know. 18, 18,000 showed up on a Monday night. Yeah, uh, on, on a rainy Monday night. It was a rainy Monday night. Oh, dude, it was fucking amazing. Like, like that state. There's something about that stadium that just fucking holds noise. It just holds. I don't just, know. I think it's just the size and like it's it's slightly smaller. You're just closer to the field, and you know there's it, some it's, some roofing above the supporter section, so yeah. it kind of keeps a little bit of noise. And it and it gets everybody else involved too because everybody feeds off of the supporter section like 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 the supporter section. It's not like Yankee Stadium where like the bleachers are like covered by absolutely nothing. It's just a bunch of sky like over you, over you. Like the noise yeah. just goes up. There's like it doesn't. There's nothing to keep it in. Yeah. Now that it's a lot of first timers going to City Field. I I felt I saw a lot of new faces. People that came up to me and said that was my first game. You guys are amazing. If we would if we would have known it was like this before, we would have come before. So. City Field attracts a lot of new people. I mean, the, the, the only the only good news forward is that it's, it's when twenty twenty seven comes closer, there's going to be more games there. Yes, in Queens. So yeah, it's awesome. I was talking to uh, Daniel from uh, from uh, City Boys podcast uh, b- before the match, and I was telling him yeah. that that the the vibes at City Field, like pre pre match, like it, it feels distinctively distinctively American. Like it feel like it feels like you're at like a like a Giants tailgate where it's just like everybody who's a fan of this club is in this exact spot 
during pregame. Like th- th- this stretch of sidewalk leading up to the stadium, everybody, all like these supporters e- groups. Like everybody everybody has their own speaker. Everybody has like a tent. Everybody's just kicking a ball around. It's, it's yeah, fun. And you can kind of just wander around and like go, and go dap up and, and, and say hello to whoever, like whoever you want to at any point because you can just wander around. Whereas when we're in or, – or, or you could do what I do. Just go, go like – Go to like um, forgot the avenue, but check out the stadium site, yeah, like right across the street from City Field. You can do yeah, that as I'd, well. I'd rather drink. I'd, I'd rather watch. drink, eat, and be merry over over at the over at the tailgate. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> but when you're at when we're in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium, everybody has like their own their own traditions, their own like uh, match day uh, agenda or of of a plan of where they're going. Uh, we, have, we have Christian at the bodega. We have I I I usually pop my head into Yankee Tavern. We have people at the dugout. We have people at stands. We have pe- their people are just so spread out. We're not centrally located oh. until the march. But the bodega is literally a hundred feet away from Yankees Tavern. You got to come out. <laughs> you got to go. You go to tavern. You got to go to bodega. Yeah, yeah you got to get a fucking bacon egg and cheese or a chopped yeah. cheese. Like yeah. Come See on, what it is now. Got a little Moving coke out. on the side. You're here all Moving set. Moving out the twins. Uh, next to Billy's is the spot called Twins. And the owners over there, they they love this so much that he goes and he spends $100, $200 in smoke to give out during the march. No. That's how much he's, he's become. Because so we go and hang, we hang out there. It's closer to the march. And that's what we try to tell everybody. Now that it gets warmer, like I love the bodega and everything, but it's hard to get everybody out of there. To get ready I, to feel the like, I feel like once 2027, like, Comes around, we get our own stadium. Like they're they're gonna feel the absence of of the fans. Like oh yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're already talking about like there's a there's an Instagram group though, 161st Street uh, area something like that, and they and I joined their group and I, and, I, and they told me that you know at first they didn't they didn't feel like the soccer was gonna be important, but it's growing it's growing on them and it's growing on the community and they're gonna miss it. They said you know what I mean? we we could have had the stadium so, down. Yeah, they're, they're gonna have like uh, they're gonna have a fun like. <laughs> 10, 12, 15 years to look back on uh, until we finally get our own home in Queens, which sucks, but you know what? At, at least we know that the stadium's going to happen. But yeah. in, in the Bronx, everyone does their own thing and then comes together for the march. But whereas it, at City Field, everyone is already all together. We're all there on the sidewalk, and then we all just march in and go into the same. So it's, it feels it, feel, it feels more communal, more more community-based because every, like everyone has their own right. thing they do in the Bronx, but everyone is just packed on that sidewalk Hanging out, walking around, drinking beers, uh, having the, fun. The, the parking fee is bullshit. Like since, like since when did they raise it to forty bucks? It was thirty bucks, like in October. Now yeah, they, they raise it to forty. They are raking us over the coals with the parking. Forty dollars to park my car on a piece of. Yeah, I, don't for, know, for two- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know, but Steve Cohen wants to use the parking lot to create a new uh, park space and everything. He wants to get. He wants to get rid of the lot. He doesn't want the lots. Uh. So he he raised the price. To get people uh, not to want to come into the game to the, in their car, he wants to start pushing. Oh, he, he wants he wants LIRR train seven. Yeah, well you can't you can't bring tailgate tables on a fucking train, man. Somebody has to drive their car there. I've I've seen people set up Thanksgiving dinners in subways. So you're right. You're absolutely right. I work I work in MT and I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. People have they've had quinceanera parties on the train. Oh Jesus! We're That's set up for crazy, man. <laughs> you can do anything on those trains. Yeah, dude. The subways are the fucking wild west. It's kind of what I love about it, though. It's like, like, like you can see anything there. Like, like some people like getting into games. 
It's authentically New York. It's the only. It's the only place in the world you're gonna see that. It's been done. If you could dream it, the wildest thing that you could think could happen on a train, it's happened. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but like, I've been there for a few. Yeah, I've been there for a few. It's Showtime moments. I've seen like Spider Man hanging from the fucking rails at the fucking. The, 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 I work. I worked eleven years in the, in the subways, and I've seen it, especially <laughs> the night tour. The night tours when everything is holes, no holes bar. Whatever, <laughs> the, 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 the complete clubs, uh, bordels, whatever you could think of, those are the trains become stations. Even worse, nothing, nothing good, nothing out of your imagination is too wild. Well, for well maybe, maybe, maybe Legette should have chosen the subway over the strip club. Dude, Joe, <laughs> Joe needs, Joe needs to just for one day. Just one day. I'm not asking him to do it forever. Just one day. Meet me at New York Penn and take the D to either Yankee Stadium or take the 7 to fucking City Fields or the Long Island Railroad and just enjoy the subway for just oh, one day. Enjoy the subway for just one day. Yeah, but do you like, see how... I, so we, we, met up, we met up for the first time. So we've been doing this podcast since January. Um, and we have... Us three have never been together at the same time. Other than when we record and it's, we're not together at the same time because we're in different... Oh, places. wow. So yesterday, for the first time, we we were uh, Davi was at the game. We were all there. We all met up, and then after we so we take we take a flick, and then, and then we're, we're walking out. And then uh, Christian has to sprint away because he has to go hop on the L I double R to go God knows where. You know what the funny thing is? You want to hear something funny? That train didn't come for forty fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, so that I would, I would I'd be fucking pissed. The, the thing is, I didn't feel like take. See, here's the thing: I didn't feel like taking the L I double R yesterday. But the thing is, I had to because the seven wasn't running from Manhattan yesterday. So I had, I would have had to take the E to to Seventy Fourth Street and Jackson Heights, and then I would have had to transfer from there to the seven and take it to City Field. And I didn't feel like doing that because that's a forty minute trip, and like, and it just doesn't make any sense. So I was like, I'm just gonna eat like it, a few extra bucks, take the Li Double R. It's quicker. It's the second stop from New York Penn, and I'm good. I'm Gucci from there. How much, how much was it to take that like double R? Round trip uh, on off-peak hours on the weekends is 13 bucks. Oh, that's that's not too bad. It's not too bad. It, it's about the same as NJ Transit. So, you know, like like to and from where I live in New Jersey currently. So, Well, well, well from where I live, um, it's basically like the center point of uh, Westchester, uh, Westchester County. It kind of connects uh, like Connecticut and New York City. So, like, it, it's like like trip. the middle point kind of like links everything so um for me to take the uh, the train from white plains station to uh grand central would have been like 25 dollars like round trip yeah and that's wow. just like yeah it's it, it's it's a hefty price to pay so thank thankfully i didn't have to take the train uh yesterday to, to the stadium which, well one of my boys actually drove so uh and, and the, i'm telling you like the, the, the drive from white plains to uh city field feels a lot a lot less, even though it's like, I think it's like ten minutes more than Yankee Stadium um, without traffic. It, it just it just feels quicker. It's not like the like the Bronx and like Yonkers because like, I usually take Yonkers, go past Cross County, and just take that subway all the way to the, uh, Yankee Stadium. Like it, it, it just feels a lot longer. Um, you have to take like a, I think like a, like a bridge as yeah, well. Another bridge. Um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and like it, it just feels a lot longer. And there's, there's you typically find traffic. Uh, as you get closer to the stadium, so it, I, I definitely prefer the uh, driving to driving to City Field because it, it just feels a lot quicker. So that's why I like taking the I like taking the train better to Yankee Stadium. Uh, it just feels quicker. Yoti, what uh, what borough you represent? 
Uh, I'm in Queens. I live over at Woodside, so I'm just a seven, seven train, real quick over. But yesterday, since we did the tailgate, I drove in. We were able to get a spot in the the team parking lot, G lot. So that that uh, we've been fighting with the team to get the lots open earlier, because they open them for for a Mets game. It's open four hours before. For us, they open two and a half hours before. Yeah. So they 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 they, they kill an hour and a half away from us. Opening the lots a little later. Get it, get it, get it to at least another half hour. Get it to three at least. Yeah, pushing it. That, that that's the one thing about the Bronx that I love. That bodega is always open. You can show up as early as you want, and and, and, and the chopped cheese have, and the bacon, bacon, egg, and cheese. And the, we could actually well, go to the Molina tailgate over there, and that that the burger is open at five in the morning. So the only thing that it sucks, uh, we would have to go in through Ed and miss out the front of the stadium. Everybody coming on the train. We thought about it yesterday. We thought maybe doing it in the marina yesterday, but nah. just right there next to the apple. Everybody's there. You can march right into the stadium. It's just, it just feels better. All right. So pivoting back to the game again, um, I, I looked up some interesting statistics. Uh, did you guys notice? I mean, f- uh, we attacked down the right flank forty-five percent of the time. Like it was fifty-two percent at halftime. It was heavy, Micha. To Pereira, that was the way to go. Micha to to Micha to Richie, Micha to Pereira. Um, right side was was heavy, heavily. It's one of the reasons why I have fewer, one of the reasons why I have fewer criticisms of Brian Kufre because we're not playing with him as much. Because <laughs> I because these guys were trying to talk me off the ledge. I couldn't stand Kufre when he came here. I was like, who the fuck is this dude? Get send him back to Mallorca. You know, the, 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 the one way flight, fuck that option to buy. Once we, it's amazing how much warmer to him I get once we only play down his side. What like eleven percent of the time? It's beautiful. I love it. Keep it coming. So then, some other stats. I mean, so we our our attacking strategy has definitely changed um, since with the departures of, of Tati and Aber um, as our as our primary nines. So oh, for sure, with, with, for shot selection. We um we've only been uh for, uh, for this game fourteen percent of our shots were from inside the six yard box, forty eight percent of our shots were from inside the eighteen yard box, and thirty eight percent of our shot attempts were from outside the eighteen yard box. Um, so that's definitely telling me that 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 statistic is telling me that we are we are opting for more long range shot attempts and not looking for so much of the uh, six yard box poacher tapping goals as as much as we used to. Yeah, you're 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 taking shots. You're testing the keeper, and you're making shit happen. You know, like, like you know, if you, if you keep the keeper active for most of the game, he's going to let in something. You know, something's going to go in. Uh, but yeah, no, like, like I I really saw like I, I I hate to keep on using this word. I really saw a dynamic approach to how we were attacking. We weren't afraid to you know take a shot and put something and you know and put something on there and and, and hope for the best or you know like. You know, do, do like a little dink over the top and see if that's stuck. You know, it was it was really I really like the way we attacked, and I do think that Mitra Lenich has really broken out as like a huge player on this team. Like like just like like his contributions are bad. He almost had a repeat of the Keaton goal from last week. It was identical. The cross was identical. Keaton's uh, you know header was almost identical. Unfortunately, Keaton's header wasn't on target this time around. But like like he, he he that kid cooks man and there's no it, it's no wonder why we attack down his like, like down, down the right side so much when he's on the pitch doesn't it legit he's only 18 it legit feels like we are experiencing like the 
career trajectory arc of of like a young Anton Tinnerholm, who's finding his footing at playing right wing back, more attacking style. Like when I when I watch him, like I feel like I'm watching a prime Anton Tinnerholm, the way that he moves down the sideline has has the, the, the we found the young Slovenian Tinnerholm has the gall to take on people, uh, make make a lot of forward dribbles and serve in really quality balls. It, the only thing he's missing is the bangers, <laughs> and those might come. I'm hoping they come. If they come, the, the sky's the limit for this kid. The sky's the limit for this yeah. kid. He, 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 needs, he needs an absolute thunder cunt off the on the side of the bar <laughs> into the top corner. It's a another thing that i have stars meaning i want to talk about it is and this was a, a stat that was a little bit alarming to me it was definitely it was apparent if you watch the game if you, uh, but our offsides were a problem yesterday a, a lot a lot of offsides uh calls against us yesterday two goals were offside in fact two yeah. of our goals were offside but just on top of that if it wasn't for that it would have been five a lot. and I, I don't i don't know if that's like i don't know if, that, I don't know if that's going to come with familiarity of having uh of having santi play in a more advanced role and having the wingers get used to the way that he's going to play but we, we had a lot of offsides yesterday Oh, I think it's a mixture of like growing pains and and obviously adjusting to like having Santi up there. But for us, that's been an overly concerned of. To, to be fair, one one offside was extremely bullshit. Yeah, yeah, no, that that Gabby's goal should never been called back. Like I, I I've, like I don't even want to talk about it that much. Like like it's just that, that I I don't see what VAR saw in that play. We, 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 we need an official statement from Pro, like apologizing for how fucking appalling that call is. I mean. I mean, but I guess they're getting us back for that New England goal. So, you know, whatever. We're, we're, I I want a bullshit ninety first minute penalty at Red Bull Arena to for us to win it one nil in the ninetieth minute. I, I I want that now. I don't want because we're we're all one. We're all one. I want a seven nil at Red Bull Arena. That's what I want. I don't. No, fuck, fuck a seven. Get a ten. Ten. I I, I want a blowout, especially this year. They look piss poor right now. They look. They just lost to the worst team in the league. Oh my God, man! It's a free fall. This yeah. over there. And, and, and Montreal were down to ten men from like the 65th minute onwards. Yeah, yeah. Supporter culture is fucking down. Their fucking strikers racist, apparently. And he, you know, he might never come back. And 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 now their and now their former striker does a idiotic Nazi salute in Israel out of all countries. I mean, oh my God, it's getting from bad to worse. What'd you say, Yoti? Before I didn't hear you before. Oh, they're going, they're going from bad to worse. They just, it's... I, I mean, I enjoy I'm, it. I'm telling you, it's, it's the front office. They're stuck in this MLS 1.0, like, mentality. They, they, they got to give it up. Like, they're not New York. I probably feel they're a brand. They're a brand. And they start working the New Jersey the New Jersey market better. They couldn't really... Yeah. It's really thing, but uh, I think I think it was Geo that brought it up last night. It's like I think I don't I don't know if it's Christian or Geo, one of the two, but uh, they said that uh, they essentially want to build like th th they're pouring so much money into the academy, not so much into like uh, players that that could actually make an impact on their first team to make them competitive. Uh, I th I feel like they just want to grow a bunch of N New Jersey locals and win the cup with them and say like this is like. Uh, this this is our team. Like we 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 done it with like with the kids that we bred, uh, and essentially. Those kids are from like, and I don't, I'm not the academy kids, but the rebels are New York kids. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. If you look if, if you look up and down their academy, a lot of those kids are New York, Brooklyn, 
Uh, mostly Brooklyn. Brooklyn and uh, Manhattan kids. That's where Tyler Adams is from, right? Wappinger. Yeah. Wappinger Falls, New York. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, and also not even to mention, like, we didn't even mention Struber. Struber's a problem. I'm sorry. He's not a good coach. I watched him, like, like I, see, the thing is, I just, I feel he like overachieved that, with, with the team last year. He, he just, and, and then got bounced out. Like, he can't, they can't find a way to win at home. Like, that's bad. He can't win at home. What do you got? And, and, and not only that, also like eight the eight thousand people probably showed up to that game, like their first playoff game in like four years. That's fucking piss poor, man. And you know what? I'm happy to see it. I hope they fucking rot. Like I fucking hate that club with everything in my heart, every fiber we're, of my being. I we're, hate we're, we're gonna we're gonna take over. We're taking over Red we Bull Arena, just like over. the LAFC fans. Like Zabi, we already like, took over. We got the stadium coming in Queens, New York proper, and we've got the cup. It's done. May thirteenth, it's going to be all fucking blue. Like the, it's going to be their best home attended game of the season, and it's going to be like ninety five percent of it is going to be NYCFC fans. I was t- I was telling Geo last night, like assume like like even if like Red Bull like like by like the off chance that they actually even like do find a way to finally like win a championship in the future, the battle the battle's over. The war's over. Like, like, like NYCFC is building a stadium in Queens. They're building infrastructure. They're getting a new academy facility, a world class facility that's going to be just for the academy somewhere down the line. They're they're making. A, I think they're even going to try to make a new training facility. Like, 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 like they're trying. The women's team is coming too. Yeah. Just, for the email, they said they they're going heavy on the women's team as well. So we got. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's it's over. Like, 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 like. like because because once the stadium comes and like, like like what then like you've got two you've got two New York teams and only one yeah, of them actually they're just actually, they're just an afterthought after that they're already an afterthought have you seen their attendance they're already an afterthought nobody cares and and who's and, going and, to and, care? and the boy and the boycotts is not helping either no it, it, it makes them look even worse I mean listen I understand why they're boycotting like I understand why. However, the thing is, it just it makes the club look worse from the outside looking in. Like it look, it looks like a club in freefall, which is what they've been pretty much since their inception. And it's just going to continue. And it's the, like, like, listen, I wouldn't even be surprised if in ten years the the Red Bulls aren't even around anymore. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if in ten years, or, or in ten years when his uh, when pro relegation is here, there'll be a second division team. Yeah. yeah, or worse, or worse. No, they're going to be non-league. They're going to be non-league. They won't even be pro. Uh, no, no, they'll be in the USL Championship, kicking it with fucking, you know, like uh, Indy Eleven. You know, you know, they'll have a nice little rivalry with Indy Eleven as the two most successful. What happened, Yoti? What did you say, Yoti? I, I, I missed it. The Bethlehem Strikers. Yeah. They're going to be having games with the fucking Tampa Bay Rowdies until oh my god, like their their striker is going to be so bad that like once their striker takes a penalty kick in that stadium, that's like that ball's hitting the water, man. <laughs> ND eleven is going to be stadium. My, my brother lives out in Indiana. He's like the kid. His, uh, my my niece and my nephew twins. They've gotten excited ever since they saw the picture of the stadium that they they want to start playing soccer now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the renderings look nice. What a, very nice. what a dope name. Indy 11's a tough name. I like that name. That's tough. All right, so well, what is the mascot going to be? Big number 11? Yeah. 
So in the, in this game against FC Dallas, all of our goals came in like a 13 minute time frame. Santi scores at the 44th before halftime. Santi scores again at the 50th. And then Telus Magno scores in the 55th. So, I mean, all, all three of our goals come in, in a very short time frame and then not really a whole lot. I mean, we had the offsides goals, but do, do we think that this do we think that this new formation that Nick Cushing is rolling out can maintain the momentum that it's picking up in this game? Yes. Do, do we think that this is a flash in the pan and that people, that will get figured out after five games? Or do you think this is something that we can rock with for the rest of the season? I think it's something we can rock with for the, for the rest of the season completely due to how I'm using this word again. Joe, you're going to have to smack the shit out of me. At, based on how dynamic Santi Rodriguez and Richie Ledesma are and how they link up and how it's free-flowing. That's the most important thing. It's not a static formation. It's not a static tactic. It's a free-flowing, like, it's fluid. The, the rotations are good. Like, it, everybody seems to, to cover for everybody. You're defensively sturdy with, uh, yeah, sturdy, uh, with, with, uh, with, 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 Tiago Martins and Chanel at the back, as we have been for the most of the year. We haven't given up a lot of goals outside of the first game and the DC game. Those are the only multi-goal games that we've, I think, that we've, that, the only games that we've conceded multiple goals, uh, which is good. Two out of nine multiple goals conceded. That's very good. Uh, and no, like I, I, I think that this is the way to go forward. I mean, listen, at least until further notice. Listen, if you see that, like, there might be like some like. If you see that teams are starting to pick up, up, up on it, yeah, then maybe you make a few tweaks to it. You, you refine it a little bit, maybe make a change here and there. However, until further notice, until teams – like, like, like FC Dallas is a solid team. They're not a good te- – they're not a great team. They're, they're, they're all right. They're about the standard of – they're about a typical MLS side as far as like like results and overall quality is concerned from top to bottom on their squad. And, you know, that they're, they're a good bar – to, to, to test things out with. And we were dominant yesterday. That game could have easily been 4-1 or 5-1. You know, like like easily. Uh, had Gabby's goal not been wrongfully called offside. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, and Matias Pogrini had he just waited just two steps, you know, to make that run. Uh, uh, just, no, I, I, until further notice, yes. You know, like, 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 like like what do you say, Joe? Like like winning is contagious, you know. Like like and, and, and if you want to win, why not stick with what what you're winning with? I would also like to say that I got my score prediction correct. I predicted a three one win. I predicted three zero, but you know it almost was. You, 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 were, pretty, you were pretty close. Unlucky for Barazov. He 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 deserved the the clean sheet last night, but we just can't defend set pieces to save our goddamn lives. Well, we can't defend set pieces late in games. That's the problem. When we're tired. Or at all. Or at all. Yeah. All right. So I think now is as good a time as ever to uh, to go through the uh, top six, bottom five performers uh, from the starting eleven for this match. Uh, who do we, who do we have? Who do you guys think is in the in the top six for best performers uh, for NYCFC in this match? Yo, to you start. Uh, Maraza from the back, the the two center backs, and Ledesma. You got Martin and Martin Chanel and Embaraza, and then up front we got we got Ledesma, uh, Gabby, and Santi. Those those were the top six for me last night. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say something similar. I'm going to say Santi has the highest rating. I think GP has the second highest rating. Uh, Barraza third, maybe Chino fourth, Martins fifth, and then well, I'm going to say Ledesma fourth, Chino fifth, and Tiago Martins sixth. Did I get it right, Davi? Oh, uh, Santi, Santi Palace, Barraza, Sands, and Tiago Martins. All right, number one with an 8.9 man of the match rating is Santiago Rodriguez. No surprise. Player number two with an 8.2 rating is Luis Barraza. Player number three, with also with an 8.2 rating, is Talis Magno. Ah, uh, Talis, I missed. Player number four, with an 8.1 rating, is Gabriel Pereira. Player number five, with a 7.5 rating, is James Sands. And player number six, with a 7.5 rating, is Brian Kufre. Really? Yeah. Right, wow. Kufre, really? That's according to FOTMOB. Now, uh, now I'm going to tell you what their who scored rating is. Yeah, please. So, Santi was an eight point five, so that's that's four po- four points less than than uh, than Fatmob. Uh, Barraza was eight point two on both apps. Talis Magno was an eight point two on Fatmob, eight point one on Who Scored. Gabriel Pereira was an eight point one on Fatmob, seven point five on Who Scored. Sands seven point five. Oof. Yeah, seven. Uh, Sands was a seven point five on Fatmob and a seven zero on on Who Scored. And Brian Kufre was a 7-5 on FOTMOB and a 6-7 on Who Scored. I agree with Who Scored a little bit more on Kufre's rating. Where about Des- what is Desma's rating? So here's the, here's the bottom five. The lowest ranked player on FOTMOB is Richie Ledesma with a 7.0. What? A 7- Get the fuck out of here. 7.0. He also got a 6. He also got a 6.9. On who scored? Number number two is Keaton Parks with a seven point one on FOTMOB and a six nine on who scored. Tiago Mar- Tiago Martins seven point three on FOTMOB six point nine on who scored. Maxime Chino seven three on FOTMOB six seven on who scored. Hmm. Micha Lennox seven seven point three on FOTMOB six point eight on who scored. Who scores not easily impressed, are they? <laughs> they are not. Fat oh, Mob wow. didn't have any of our players ranked underneath this. Uh, any of our starters ranked underneath the seven. So Ritual Desma had a seven. Had a seven zero on Fat Mob, yeah. Okay, because that sounds a bit more. Now looking, that's not a good game. I thought he did too, but I mean, I, I guess they weren't really. I guess they weren't really impressed with. Uh, Something you watching? I mean, he he got a, he got a hockey assist on a. He got a hockey assist on uh, whose goal was it? The Palace's. Uh, no, so uh, Sant- second Santi's second goal went from Richie to GP, and then GP and into Santi. Uh, but okay. I guess they weren't impressed with the hockey assist. Uh, then, as for the substitutes, uh, Alfredo Morales got a six point zero on both on both of them. Jason got a six zero on Fatmob and a six one on who scored, and Matias Pellegrini got a five nine on Fatmob and a six two on who scored. Can I say something? Yeah. I mentioned this last night to Dobby. Last night was the first night where I appreciated what Andres Jason does. <laughs> I don't think I've ever truly appreciated what he does, but he's good at it. 
He's very good at drawing the fouls <laughs> and slowing the game down at the end. Yeah, I mean, they, were they definitely he gets brought on, and, and I don't think there's anybody outside of NYCFC fandom that d- doesn't know what's going on when Andres Jason steps on the field. He's he's coming on the field to, to get fouled. I mean, I, I'm, I I feel bad for dude's shins and knees and, and hips and shit because he's coming on the field to get abused. <laughs> That's why. He's yeah. So be careful. Let him get smacked around a few times. It's a fucking sacrificial lamb, but we appreciate him for it. I appreciate you for it, Andres. I, I, I fucks with you. Uh, uh, and then, I mean, so the, the, I think the thing that really showed what FC Dallas's mentality was coming into this match. Yeah, so Jesus Ferrer played, uh, played for the U.S. Men's National Team, just like James Sands did midweek. Um, a lot of people thought that James Sands wasn't going to get any time in this game, let alone play full 90. Um, yeah. So, but then FC Dallas took the mentality of, okay, our star player just played however many minutes, scored a goal for the men's national team. Let's uh, let's have him on the bench. And then uh, we, we uh, NYC. I was surprised that he was on the bench. I expected him to start. Yeah. So we proceeded to score yeah, three, three goals in, in 13 minutes from 44 to 55. Uh, and then stoppage time in the first half. And, and then at, 50, at 57, FC Dallas is like, all right, I'm done fucking around. You guys have three goals. Let's bring Jesus Ferreira on the field now. Uh, do you, I mean, do you think that that was like, at at that point when it, when it's 3-0, like wh- what's the point of bringing Jesus Ferreira on? Like, is he going to, is he going to score three goals in 30 minutes and le- and level this shit up? Like, I don't, I don't really think he has that in his wheelhouse to, to do that. I don't know if, I don't know if he, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is just me being biased talking, but I don't really think he would have made a difference, period. Honestly, all things considered. Like, NYCFC was clicking last night. I know. And, if, I mean, things are different, but I don't know. So the, the guy who got the start in front of Ferreira is, is this Jimenez guy. Who Jimenez is the guy who got the assist to, to Santi's first goal. Um, he had a 5.6 rate match rating. <laughs> Well, maybe he did. Have, maybe it did make a difference then. Yoti, what do you think? Do you think Jesus Ferrari would have made a difference? I think he would have. Uh, I'm a I'm a big Ferreira fan. Uh, with his dad, his dad being Colombian and everything, I really like the way he's become of a player. I think he makes a big difference. Uh, he would have been clashing up there with uh with Martins and Kai and Chanel for sure. And we wouldn't we wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been. I I, th- I I like I said my my, my pregame was gonna be two one a two one game uh, with us maybe scoring in the eightieth minute and it was gonna be a close game with Fedeta starting and I, I like him I like Fedeta. Uh, so, well, at least we found one uh, Fedeta fan, you know, out of the four of us that are on here. Today. I, I'm, I'm Joe might be. I'm not. Like like I, well, here's the thing. I think he's very very good for FC Dallas. I don't know. If he's USMNT quality yet. The problem is, I don't think he's. Uh, no. I don't think he's a nine. I think he. I think he's better suited to play like a ten. <laughs> with his, yeah, with like his, a shadow strike. With his fra- with his frame, I don't think that he can. I don't think he can bang with the, with the big boys uh, in in the world uh, in terms of Concacaf or or the World Cup. I don't. I don't think he has it in him to to bang with the, uh, the these big center backs. I think he's he's better suited to play as a, as an out and out ten. Would you play him as a ten with the United States national team? I mean, who it's so at, at the ten you have what you have you have Gio Reyna when he's unless he plays the, the wing is, you have yeah you have the uh, thing is we don't really play with the ten Aaron we play Chico. with two central yeah we don't play with a ten really at the United States we we play with Weston McKinney and Eunice Musa as the center midfielders and then Tower Adams is the pivot typically yeah. how we go yeah so I mean yeah so I mean it's 
I, yeah, so in that situation, I guess he'd be like the, one of the wingers. I mean, I, I guess. You put him on the wing, but he, he's in the same conversation with Gio Reyna, Brendan Aronson. Like he's in that same like that same mold of player. Like the short, he's not as good as Gio Reyna, short, no. pacey goal goal threat. Gio Reyna's tall. Gio Reyna's not that tall. Reyna's he's like six one. That kid's tall. Reyna's tall. Yeah, I mean, I can I consider tall like Talis Magno, Tiago Andrade. That's tall. He's the same height as Talis Magno. Talis Magno six one. GP six one. You see, you know the thing is, he's so Gio Reyna is very skinny. That's the thing. He like he looks very skinny. So like like it kind of like hides his frame a little bit. But he he's 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 a long kid. Like 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 he's he's. He's he's not as built as Talis is, but he's the same height. They're both six one, according to Google. I think Talis looks taller with his hair too. I think that gives like artificially makes him look longer. <laughs> it gives him it gives it makes him six three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's, he's, he's a lanky. He's a lanky boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He didn't so, do the uh, dance after the goal. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So that's another Test. thing is he didn't do a dance. I, I'm like, someone someone pointed out on 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 social media on Twitter that uh. Talis doesn't look happy for his teammates when they score. If that makes sense. Geo said that. I, I I don't agree with that. I think I see there was one. Uh, see the Santi's first goal. He was kind of clear, and Talis like uh, you know he really wants a goal. Like like, like and he was like kind of wide open on the left. He and, was, like yeah. if Santi if square if, Ta- if Santi squares that ball to him, it's he's gonna score it. You know even even though Talis isn't a clinical goal scorer, he'll he'll score that that shot. And he probably wanted that goal, but he was willing to, you know, give Santi his props on it. But he got the goal later, and he was happy. So he doesn't like being looked off. That's the thing with Talis. He doesn't like being looked off. He wants if, – if he's in space and he has enough space to work with it, he wants the ball at his feet. So I wouldn't say he's mad. So he was probably disappointed not to, like, get the goal. See, the thing is, if Santi misses that shot, it looks really bad with Talis down the way. It looks really bad. But we're happy with him he scored it. So, you know. But, I, no, I, I think Talis – Talos, I think Talos is, is part of the team. He's he, he's integrated with the team. I, I, I think I think he gets on with everybody. I think he's happy. Like I think he's happy. Personally, I don't know him, but I'd imagine he's happy. He looks happy whenever he scores, or when he's on the ball. Sometimes his body language on the field, like because he's not producing, I guess the way that he wants to be. Like I think he wants to be the guy, and his, some, yeah. his body language sometimes looks a little bit like dejected. I kind of want that though. I kind of want, especially if you're a DP contract, you should want to produce. You should want the ball at your feet. Like, like I felt like Jesus Medina never wanted the ball at his feet. I felt he was like, please don't pass it to me. Please don't pass it to me. Like every single time he was like, with Talis Magno, at least like, I want your DP to want to take on people. It's one of the reasons why I give like Talis a little bit more leeway than the others. Cause at least we have someone who has the balls to try it every now and then, you know, like, like we have a few players like that. Santi's not afraid to do it either, but like with Talis, you know, like I, I, I he should want the ball. He should want to score the goals. He should want to get the assists. He should want the glory. That's what I want a DP to have. That's what I think a young player with a high upside should want to do. If you, if you get on the pitch and you're just a happy to be there ass motherfucker, then I'm not interested in you. Like I don't want to see you on the pitch. This is New York, you know. Like, like you, like, like you better want to be here. Like, like look at, I mean, I'm a Yankees fan. Look at any fucking Yankees player that's ever been like really like that's come in with like a lot of hype and like just never adjusted to that New York lifestyle. Look how they perform. It's like, it's the same thing. I want you to want to be here. That's the first step. You need to want, you need to want this. 
So no, I, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, no, yeah. Does he want to score? Does he want that ball into space? Yeah, for sure. Bet your fucking ass he does. And I'm happy that he does. I, I wouldn't want a player that wouldn't, me personally. Yoti, you disagree? Uh, you know what? I'm glad, though. Um, last year, when I, we went up to talk with uh, Cushion and Lee, and they said their plan with, with Tyus was to put him as a striker uh, to do the same thing they did with Tati a couple of years ago. And you could tell he wasn't. It wasn't going to work out. He wasn't happy with that. He wants to be, like you said, he wants to be out and free in space and be a winger. He doesn't want to be a target man. He doesn't want to be a nine. That's just not his style. That's not his flow. You've seen the last two games, him playing on the wing. He's put in the work. He's putting in seven point five and higher rating games. Is he's, he's he feels that's where he feels comfortable. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm glad the team realized it and squashed that. Uh, and, a little longer than it should have, but they did it. They they came to their senses. They saw it's not going to happen with him. Don't force it, and let's go back and let's go back, go back to making him happy. And with him with with a happy uh, tires, you see the performances, man. It's 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 wonderful to see. Yeah, I agree. So what else you got for us, Joe? Or do you want to uh, you want to count us down? Yeah, you're gonna count me down. I think we, I think we can. So before we get to the final thoughts, I, th I think we can. Uh, I think it'd be cool to institute a new, a new uh, end of the podcast little rating system. Um, what do you guys think about doing going around the horn here and seeing uh, on a scale of one to ten how we each rated the match, and then on a scale of one to ten how we rated the vibes. Okay, uh, nine out of eight out of ten. Uh, match, which I would have given a 10 out of 10. I would not concede it on the set piece, but it's got to be acknowledged. It's an 8 out of 10 otherwise. Uh, the vibe's 10 out of 10. Always. Always. Forever. Uh, you're never going to get a different answer from me. The vibes are always good are, are always good when you're at the games, man. They're, 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 they're amazing. Uh, but 8 out of 10 match, 10 out of 10 vibes for sure. Oh, as always in City Field. Beautiful. Davi, what you got for me? Uh, I'm a uh, I was gonna say what Christian said, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say 8.5 match. Match was an 8.5. Uh, it would have been a 10 if we had scored five or four. Um, uh, and, I didn't want uh, to agree the, the vibes, the, the the vibes. I'll, I'll give it 10. Nah, not even more more than 10. It should be like, like, it's it's beyond the fucking charts. The fucking vibes. Holy shit, man! I loved it. Yoti. Uh, I'm gonna go with the 8.5. Uh, those, those, the two goals that they got, we got taken away, and um, after that, that goal that we conceded, and like I said, the vibes is just off the charts. We can't can't even put a number on on how much on the on the vibes every, the whole day from the from the moment you get to the day to the to the ninetieth minute to going home. It's just all around. It's it's, it's as high as it could be. All right, I'm going to go with an 8 out of 10 for the match because um, obviously when, uh, when we concede and lose a clean sheet, it's not desirable, um, especially with the way that we conceded. It was just very anticlimactic. It's just, once again, set-piece defense needs improvement. Um, and, but and I think we could have scored more to put the game away earlier. Um, and then in terms of the vibes, all right, I'm, I'm going to go 9 out of 10, and my only reason i'm doing this is because i took a picture at the start of the game of the of the supporters section and it wasn't quite full all right so i thought i was like oh, i was like okay this might be a lightly attended match like maybe, maybe the the whole support like everyone who usually sits in supporters maybe they're not coming today 
And then after about 30, like 30 minutes into the match, I looked over again. I'm like, okay, it is, it is full. So I mean, it was full, full. So I'm going to give a nine out of 10 because I'm, I'm trying to motivate um, the people in the sports section to get in the sports section when the game starts. So that the vibes are at a 10 out of 10 from the opening kickoff and not 30 minutes into the match. But other than that, uh, the pregame tailgate <laughs> was awesome. Um, the, the, uh, the March was, was great. The, uh, thank God the weather, the, uh, the weather cooperated until, uh, until we were departing, until we were leaving. And then the, the sky, yeah. the skies kind of opened up when we were all driving there, our, finding our public transportation back home. It literally waited for us. But, uh, and, it did. I, and actually it did. Cons- conspiracy theorists will say that, uh, there was, uh, not as much stoppage time in the first half and the second half because, um, everyone wanted to get out of there before the, uh, the rain came. That's what, con- that's what conspiracy <laughs> Conspiracy theorists would say, because <laughs> there was like there was like there, there was legit like two minutes of stoppage time in the first half, and I think like two or three minutes in the second half. It was just two two minutes in both. When when every other game we played, we've had like minimum five minutes like in each half, or like two, three minutes in the first half and six minutes in the second. Dude, half. They, they gave they gave DC fucking like nine minutes, man. Yeah, and actually, yeah. so the one thing I'm gonna I'll leave this on before we do our final thoughts is, uh, what would you guys do? If what ha- if what just happened today to um, to uh, to Chicago happened to us, they conceded an own goal at ninety plus nine to lose the match tonight. And, and it was and it was off the back <laughs> of the defender. That's like, wow. That's like all. That's 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 all time. Like I want to go play in traffic after <laughs> after the match. Like to concede an own goal at ninety plus nine at the death <laughs> walk off win for Atlanta. Like I think Chicago needs to cancel their soccer franchise. I think they just need to leave MLS. Like that. You, you should get de- you should get demoted to USL Pro after something like that happens. Started over. Tear it down and start over. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Go fuck yourself. Like that's it. Like yeah. And how does it like? Zerdan Shakiri is one of the better footballers in the world. Like I mean, he's older now, but like he was one of the better footballers like on, on world football. Like how does he end up in Chicago? And how does he end up just like? like some, somebody save this man, please. Like he still has some good years he, left. Somebody please go save him. him. He heard Chicago had good casserole and decided to go. I'm never going to call deep dish pizza. It's fucking casserole. That's what it is. It's not fucking oh, pizza. Yeah. All right. So after you guys hear this episode, <laughs> let's start a save Shakiri hashtag on Twitter. Let's save, save that man. No. Let's him rot. Let him rot. Give him an extension. Four more years. Four more years. I'm actually I'm, I'm happy that Gaga, Gaga Slonina got out before it got bad, I guess. But he's, he's living the, he's living oh, the yeah, best life out in Chelsea. I mean, was it? Was it was it even good when he was there though? It, no, it wasn't. But he got out. He survived. He got out. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's playing in Chicago. He, he, made, he made it out the trenches. Yeah. All right. And Start I, from the bottom of in Chicago. So shout out. I mean, I, I, know, I know this isn't a video podcast, but shout out to uh, uh, City Boys podcast. I got their uh, Talis Magno sticker at the match last night. I'm going to go and. Uh, oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm gonna go uh, put yeah. it put it on random shit in Jersey behind enemy lines. Uh, shout out to Felix. He hooked me up with the third rail Bronx, which looks eerily similar to just the regular third rail one for uh, for last last year. Um, eerily similar. Eerily similar. Uh, but so I'm gonna put that on shit. And then also uh, shout out to our our, our friends over at uh, NYCFC Forever Podcast. I have uh, I have their sticker here as well. Uh, I've been throwing their their stickers up on random stuff. Yeah, shout out to Sanchez, man. I dapped him up at halftime and said, "What's up to uh, 
Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't be on the episode uh, with Sanchez, but I dapped him up. He seemed like a chill guy, man. Uh, so just shout out to him. Sanchez, Sanchez is cool, man. Yep. And I also also met uh, uh, Felix when I was walking out of the stadium with Joe. Uh, shout out Felix. Yeah. Chill, chill dude. But both of them, man, class. Felix gentlemen. is the fucking man, dude. Felix is one of the best of them. That, that's the dude that you want in your corner all the time. I love Felix. I I I I, I go to war for Felix. Uh, not even bullshit. I go to war for fucking Felix. Felix had to uh, adjust my uh, my jeans with my Tims. He says that I wear them like I'm from Jersey. So he got. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had to yank up my <laughs> he jeans. Was, he, was he pointed that out to me. He's like, he's like, he's like, listen, Davi, this is. This is not how you rock Tim's. When you rock Tim's, you don't rock them like that. That's from Jersey. I'm like, oh, he's from New Jersey. That's self-explanatory. <laughs> so he, he hiked up my he hiked up my jeans, and I was like, I feel your I feel weirdly European because like it's like they wear pants that don't go down all the way. They like stop at like mid shin. I was like, I feel very European right now, uh, wearing Tim's. Sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, let's, let's go around here and, and get our final thoughts on the uh, the awesome. Uh, match uh nine win against fc dallas let's start with yoti yoti final thoughts on the match and the vibes and, and everything ah uh, man just just to begin with it was it was my birthday uh everybody celebrated my birthday out there at the tailgate so it's got to be my favorite tailgate uh the love the love that i got from everybody i mean i get love every game but just yesterday was a little extra special being my birthday so and then the team performed up to the level that we've we we've come to expect from the team, and then in the like the bleachers, everybody everybody in that supporter section came to came they they were there, they did their job, which was to bring the atmosphere, and just overall it was just a great day. It was a great 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 night all around. Up until the weather kicked me out. Once once I knew it started raining, I had to go home. That's it. <laughs> Davi, Davi, final thoughts. Brilliant game. I loved it. The atmosphere is amazing. I'll, I'll never stop saying that. I, the supporter section for the first time. I don't. I don't regret it. Um, uh, just just to give Yankee Stadium a fair shot, I'd have to uh, be in the bleachers for at least one game to see how it is at both stadiums. But um, there's just something about City Field that makes it just a lot better. It just feels more at home, more natural uh, to play there, and. Uh, I guess the, the the good thing about it is that uh, we're we're moving over there permanently in a few years, and as the years go by, we're gonna see more and more city field on the schedule, which is uh, great, great to hear. Um, great game, product on the field was amazing. I'm fortunate not to be more than three goals. Um, I've I've never been to a game where NYCFC scored more than three goals, so I was I was hoping last night would be the night, but it's not wasn't meant to be, but. You know what? Uh, I'm I'm just excited, and ho- hopefully we could uh, do well on this four four uh, four game road trip that we have. And uh, well, I guess three games because one of them is bound to be a home game anyway in New Jersey. So uh, yeah, just just excited uh, excited to see what this team uh, does going forward. And uh, once we get a league, well, once we get the nine, like the whole league is fucked. Like they are fucked with a like, cap. You can just fucking write that shit in all caps. The league is fucked once we get a nine, man. Hopefully this week. Hopefully this week. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy Scoops. Everybody, turn on notifications for Tommy Scoops. Christian, final thoughts. Uh, what can I say that hasn't been said already? Uh, excellent game. Uh, happy with the result. Happy with the with with the support. 
happy with everything. Uh, uh, definitely kind of low-key sad that, you know, we're not going to have it again for another month, you know, another home game for a month. But you know what? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. You know, it's only going to motivate us to be even crazier when we come out next time on May 27th for the next home game. Uh, but we've got uh, an away derby match, and we've got three, you know, big road games in between there. And also, I'm low-key excited for the return of the uh, Beyond the Smokestacks pregame Twitter spaces you know, coming back next week that we only do on away games. I feel like it's been a minute since we've done one of those. So, I'm, you know, like, you know, like, even though I would love to play at fucking Yankee Stadium or City Field every single week, you know, that's... That's one of the silver linings, you know. We get to we get to chop it up with the fam and break bread over some NYCFC footy next week on the uh, on the on the Twitter, and uh, yeah, no, it should be a should be a good time. And I hope they keep rolling, and I hope we see a similar result next week, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely been a minute since we've had a had an NYCFC uh, Twitter space because we've had so many home, yeah. home games in the past few weeks. Uh, yeah, for since sure. the start of April, and we'll definitely have a few more. I mean, we're, 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 I don't think I mean. I don't know about you guys. I, I already have tickets to the Derby. I don't know if you guys are uh, finding your way over to uh, to Red Bull Arena for the Derby. I got my ticket for the Derby. Yeah. I'm ready Definitely. to go. But every other day, I, we'll I, be having the Twitter space. I can't wait. But, yeah, I mean, personally, my, my favorite part of the match for me uh, was there was a moment of dead silence, and uh, I, I was the ball was on my I – I sat behind uh, the, the benches um, in the second level, and I was the first row, so I was, like, yelling over the over the railing. My favorite part for me personally was there was dead silence and, and Sebastian Legette was on the ball. <laughs> and I just started a impromptu Becky G. <laughs> hey, we started the whole supporter section was chanting Becky G when he was on the ball. Yeah. I, 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 I started one at one point and I, I, I was trying to get the rest of my, my, my boys to, uh, to, to, to get to get it going some of them did some of them were like ah, I'm not saying that shit <laughs> like, but at the same time it no, uh, oh man, Sebastian, you're you you're a bad, you're a naughty, naughty boy. Uh, you 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 you've done you've done a bad thing. How 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 can you fumble a fucking smoking hot Latina like Becky G, man? How the fuck do how the fuck do you manage to do that shit? Dude, dude, I, uh, I get it. It's hard. Like I, I've got a Peruvian girl who's at work right now, and they're hard to hold. But I mean, when you got when you get a ring on it, man, you got to do the right thing. You know, a strip club with Jesus. It ain't, 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 ain't the wave, <laughs> you know. Not on, not on Instagram at least. Fuck, but uh, no, good fucking game. Yep. So l- looking back at uh, at uh, at my um, my uh, three uh, three three talking points, three keys to the match. Score first, check. Yep. Contain the big three, check. Yep. And let Richie cook, eh, like a half a check. I mean, he he didn't. He... I'd say. I'd say check. I would say check. I give him a check. He he played good last yeah, night, and yeah, I mean, was was he playing out of his mind? I mean, maybe not, but he put in a very good shift and made everybody else better. I know, but the 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 bar was set very ridiculously high after watching him cook last week. So like, I guess I don't know. So like he got a hockey okay. assist. That's okay, but like he cooked last week. Well, so I mean, leave it to Joe to find the fucking dirt in the snowstorm. What a dickhead. <laughs> You know I gotta bring the neg- negativity one way or another, man. I'm known for my negativity yeah, on social media. That's what I'm known for. I, I, gotta, I gotta bring the we negativity. People are gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Fuck you, Joe. Bitch. So I, I loved our our home stand. With uh, we had one one game at, at Yankee, two games at City. Um, this this three week home stand was was fantastic, and and getting points in all those matches is even better. 
Um, we are yep. we are now. I think we have uh, twelve. So thirteen thirteen out of possible fifteen points at home so far this season. And if that trend continues, yep. then there's no reason why we shouldn't continue to climb from fourth in the East, east up to second and third. And um, so uh, yeah. So if we if, but we need to find a way to get results on the road. Whether whether draws or wins, we need to get points on the road. We can't just be coming home with goose eggs um, every single time we go sure. away from home. Especially the Derby. Especially the Derby. I do not want... With the Red Bull in the situation that they're in right now, losing to them would be unacceptable. Even on the road. Step on the roads. Step on the roads. But you know know they're going to try to use that game as a springboard to kind of get back back to the way things were and and get some semblance of of a way to save their season. I saw somebody somebody tweeted out today from a pro Red Bull account saying they are currently experiencing their worst start to a season in 28 seasons. Well, RIP, Bozo. Pack alert. So that's all I'm going to say. If the game doesn't end minimum, if the game doesn't end minimum three nil to us that day, it, it, I'm disappointed. Right, well, let's chill. Let's just get the win. Let's not. No, I don't. I don't give a fuck. Smash the fucking pricks, and I fucking hate those cunts, man. Oh, they can all rot. They can all rot in hell, man. A win will do. All right. Yes. FC Dallas yes. vibes were good. Three points is good. And we are good. Uh, uh, Yoti, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and, uh, and being our second, uh, our second Templados member on, on the pod. Um, it, was, it was nice to have El, El Presidente on, um, here on his cumpleaños, on his birthday. Um, thank you so much for taking time out to come and chat with us. Good to have you, boys. It's been great. It's been great. It's been great talking with you guys today. Disfrutalo, hermano. Gracias, gracias. All right. And as always, New York is blue motherfuckers it's blue fuck new jersey, jersey. Fuck, new jersey. Barbecue. fuck barbecue boy <laughs>